Welcome to the places you can go. Brought to you by the International College of Seville. I'm your host, Evan Kindle, and I'm joined today by Samantha Carroll, an ICS Spring 2023 alumni from the University of Hawaii, Manila. Sam's interest in the Sevillan culture and the way of life here encouraged her to make the decision to stay here after graduating last spring at the end of her study abroad program. Since then, Sam has assisted the ICS team in welcoming new student cohorts, supporting with their orientations, being their guide as they adjust to this new environment, and capturing the students' experiences as she accompanies many of them on their students' cultural visits. So Sam, I'm really happy to have you on the show today and that you could join us to talk a little bit about some of the stories and experiences that you've had thus far while living abroad. Yes, hi listeners, and thank you, Evan, for this opportunity. I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell us, so let's get right to it. Are there any particular long-term goals or projects that you would like to pursue now that you've had this time here in Spain or something that has kind of inspired you since you've been here? And how do you think this international experience will impact your future career goals or opportunities? Yes, so as you mentioned before, I studied at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, and there I'm part of three nonprofit organizations where we help educate people about ocean activism, immersion, and just environmental change. So one of the projects that I started up here in Spain at the International College of Sevilla was a little club to go around and clean up the streets or just clean up garbage when we see it. So that's something that I definitely want to pursue more just on my own, becoming either just a spokesperson for educating people about what's happening in our environment. So that's something that I really liked that I started here and something that I want to continue. But a long-term goal basically just goes back to Spanish. I've learned so much Spanish while being here that it's going to help me so much in my future because in the United States, the second biggest language is Spanish. So I believe by having this knowledge and also just knowing the culture of Spain and how people act, what they admire, what they put first is going to help me a lot in my future goals and just in my life as well by seeing many international lifestyles and cultures come together and how I can take little pieces from them every step I go. I can hear that you have the church bells going in the background. <laughs> I'm sure those that, you know, aren't from Seville or haven't studied here before, they're maybe not used to the church bells going off on the hour, every hour of the day. I believe this one's every 30 minutes. They do a bell that tells the people, hey, start getting ready or finish up your meals. And then the second bell is when the mass is about to start. So I'm sure that that's also something that you maybe aren't used to having back home that you had to adjust to a little bit. As we mentioned earlier, the the time that you've had here has been quite extensive. You've, you've had your own study abroad experience here where I'm sure you witness your own evolution and change and, and I'm sure the changes in the friends that you made here. But you've also had two additional semesters assisting the ICS team in our study abroad programming. And so I was really curious to get your thoughts about how how has it felt or how has it been 
to witness not only yourself and your own evolution, but other students' evolution now that you're kind of on the other side of study abroad programming? Right. I mean, it's truly amazing. I did spend all the last four years studying psychology and how people develop, how they develop to new things in their life. So by not only going through it myself, but being the outsider these past two semesters, it was really nice because I found that a lot of people trust me, that they look to me for a lot of things that they need help in, whether it was talking about their day or where's the best tapas place. But it was really great to just make connections without necessarily having to have a, I guess, basic friendship, just already having that trust in people from the moment you guys meet. And, you know, looking to get to know each other more just by going through the same process, not necessarily having to know each other's full background, but instead looking into the future together and seeing where you can go about that. So it was really great because when I was in my semester, you know, I was in my head with all of these distractions, interactions, new things coming. But once I got comfortable and had both of my feet on the ground, I was able to, you know, help those that were also starting to float away, level their ground and see that things are unknown, but that doesn't have to mean that they're scary. And you have all these amazing people around you that are going through the same thing. And you just have to find out how amazing they are and what an amazing experience you guys can have together. That's that's really special that you've been able to also take your own experiences and become that kind of tether, as you said, to prevent other students from floating away. I really like that metaphor. And, you know, you've also lived with other students, with, with host families as well, not only ones from your cohort, but from other cohorts this past fall as well. And so I'm sure that, you know, you've been a great resource to those roommates that you've had, those other students that have been there with you. And I'm sure that they've definitely benefited from the knowledge that you've been able to provide them. Exactly. I love that you brought that up as well, because during my spring semester, 2023, I was actually alone. I didn't have a roommate from the program. I was with a Spanish family, which at first was very scary because coming here, I knew little to no Spanish, only the things that the first unit of Duolingo teaches you. At first, when I saw that I was alone, I got very anxious because I didn't know how I was going to interact with the family. I didn't know how I was going to communicate with them. And once I was in it, once I was going through it, I found it very helpful because I would spend all my time outside with my classmates, getting to know them. But I was able to come back and depend on myself to tell the family about my day or talk about problems that I'm having all in Spanish and I didn't have to depend on someone else or I didn't lean on someone else to get my point across. So that pushed me a lot forward in my confidence and with my knowledge of Spanish. So I'm happy that I had that. And I know some people, when they see that their classmates have these roommates and they're going out and doing all these things together, it's really great to be by yourself sometimes in a place and a situation that is very new to you because you're able to 
you know, not talk to someone else, but talk to your own mind and see how you're feeling instead of how someone else is feeling. And I don't know if everyone does that, but I love to make sure everyone is okay around me as long as well as myself. But when you're in a, a room alone after a full day of all new experiences, it's really great to just have peace with yourself. And then once you're settled, you're able to spread that to your friends, your family, and you're able to grow at least a little bit faster than those around you, at least in my experience. So I'm happy that you brought that up because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have a roommate. And they kind of put a negative perspective to it just because, you know, they wanted to come here and have fun at all times. But being alone in your room for maybe the eight hours that you sleep is also very fun because you can see how fast you're growing or how far you're coming every single day. I think that sometimes it can seem a bit intimidating when we go abroad and we realize that you're not going to have roommates or that you're going to be with a host family and their children on your own. And especially if you're in the process of building those language skills, that can seem a bit intimidating. But if we can push past that, if we can get past that mental barrier and do exactly what you said and sit down, reflect on your experience thus far, you know, even if it's just taking 15 minutes out of your evening to sit down, meditate on it and think a little bit about how you're evolving and reflect on, you know, you've already gone this far, right? You, you've made this huge step to go to a different country, to go to a different school, to speak a completely different language. And so it's important that we take the time to appreciate our small victories to motivate us to continue to push forward. And we don't always need to rely on uh, a roommate or, or someone else to kind of take that burden off of ourselves. Sometimes it's a benefit to embrace that challenge. We've already kind of talked a little bit about some of the different ways that studying abroad in Spain has influenced your language skills and, and your cultural awareness. But how do you plan to continue to maintain some of these connections with the Spanish culture and, and language after you return home? Yes. So as forementioned, I was with only a host family during my, my spring semester, but now I am in a house with five other girls and a host mom. And I've made a great connection with this host mom. And we talk every day about jokes, problems, everything that you would talk to a friend about. And I believe once I go home, we will continue that friendship and relationship, as well as one of the professors here at the International College of Sevilla. Um, his name is Professor Luis. He has a great YouTube channel that goes through all the grammar of Spanish, as well as when to use certain phrases. And it's really helpful, really insightful. And I do plan on continuing that once I'm back in the States, just to either freshen up or learn a whole new topic, because he really is, it's maybe 20 to 30 minutes each video, but you truly understand everything by the end of it. And he speaks mainly in Spanish, but gives you subtitles to all of it. So that's a great resource that I love to tell people about, especially the people who were in my semester who have now gone home and they talk to me and they say, wow, your, your Spanish is a lot better than mine was and you were a beginner. And I say, yep, it's improve your Spanish with Luis. So 
that's a great resource, as well as the connections I've made here. Also, just people that I've come with who are native English speakers, just having a 10-minute conversation a day in Spanish or going to an intercambio somewhere in your hometown or near your hometown is a great way to stay connected. I have many friends, not the ones that came with me during the study abroad, but just in my life, who have gone very far learning a second language and then stopped completely that they haven't retained as much as they used to. One of my goals is to not let go of my Spanish because I would have come this far for little to nothing. So I hope to speak it every day from now on. And like you mentioned, Luis, it's a great resource to have that kind of access to free and open language courses. And especially for students that are even thinking about studying abroad and wondering, oh, maybe my Spanish level isn't good enough to be able to come and participate. I mean, it's a great way if you are wanting to get some practice, some language skill practice before you arrived, it's also a great resource to build your Spanish skills so you can come with that kind of confidence. And like Sam said, they're, they're short and, in, and very informational and very engaging. So like many of us, it's really important when we're learning languages to find different forms of entertainment or ways of engaging either digitally or on social media or in person, but trying to find ways in which we can really learn how to enjoy using the language so that it doesn't feel like a chore or some type of additional workload that we don't have time for. It really needs to be a hobby and, and we want to find the entertaining aspects of using the language as well. Right. Or even just putting, you know, your favorite show in Spanish for an episode or getting a small children's book in Spanish. Just having it face to face with you or ear to ear is a great way to, you know, continue learning, even if it's only 15 minutes a day. Exactly. I, I even, when I watch Netflix sometimes, I always put things in subtitles in English anyway to help me like right. read and catch everything. But now I've started putting even my shows that I watch in English, I put the subtitles in Spanish to practice and learn some new vocabulary that I might not hear in the native Spanish language. Especially because English has all these phrases and shortcuts of how to say things that you're able to see how it would be said in Spanish. So it's really great hack that I found as well. I'm really curious to get your thoughts and your perspectives on study abroad programming and, and to see if, if it's changed in any way as a result of your time assisting with the ICS team these, these past two semesters. You know, you've really participated in a lot of our programming. You've gone on many of our trips. Uh, you, you've been a great aid in helping uh, guide the students through their time here, as well as assisting us with our social media presence, how we communicate about our study abroad programming and, and the changes that our students go through. So I'd really like to get your thoughts on study abroad programs. Right. Yes, I've never had a job in the academic field, let alone know anything about traveling before coming here. This was my first time outside of the U.S., so I didn't know much about how to travel or how to plan that. And I didn't know much about how the academic field goes about things because I just did 
the things that they plan out. But coming here and seeing behind the scenes, every worker here wants you to have the best time. And all they want for you is to get the most out of your experience. And I didn't know how planned out it really was. During my semester, you know, we had all these great events, opportunities, trips that once it was after my semester and I was working with the school, I saw how much work and effort went into every little thing to the time of this event to when to finish or where to go for eating and what history they should get to know. And so I really did appreciate that once I was able to take a step back and see how it all came about. And I have a lot of respect for everyone in the academic field, the travel industry, both of them an international college, because not only are you wanting to have everyone feel safe, but also have everyone go out of their comfort zone. I actually thought before coming here that the International College of Sevilla was going to be this big campus and I wasn't able to have these close connections I would with the staff because I was so used to my home campus. But coming here and seeing how, how it was like a second family, it really let me embrace my freedom and stay close to home at the same time. So at all times I felt safe protected and loved and it really helped me bloom into the flower that I am now so I'm very very grateful not only for everyone in the academic field but also the ones in my home college and the international colleges via well I'm really happy to to hear that Sam and like you said we we try our best to make everything look uh, seamless but you know, there a lot of work, a lot of logistics and a lot of care goes into creating these programs. And I'm, I'm really glad that you've been able to see both sides of that. I mean, you've had a, a unique uh, experience, I'm sure, because of that. So I'm, I'm also curious to get your thoughts on how your skills have developed. Let's go beyond maybe language skills and, and think a little bit broader to some practical skills that you've gained outside of language and maybe how have your perspectives changed about the United States or, or being from there? And how has that changed during your time abroad? Yeah, I would say how I was in America is very different to who I am 10 months international, Sam. I've gained a lot of lessons and I've taught a lot of lessons, but I would say that my knowledge or well-rounded knowledge is a lot bigger than in America because I felt that even though I'm an open book to many people, anyone who comes into my life, my knowledge about a lot of things about the world was very closed because I never truly had an international lifestyle face-to-face -face or an international culture to be immersed in. And... After being in the rhythm for a bit, I've learned so much about what people value here overseas. I find that in America, we're very individualistic and we are very money driven. And instead of working to live, we live to work. When you come over here to Europe or 
anywhere besides America, you see that they truly value to work for living. Like they work to live instead of living to work. And at times when I was here in Spain, I found myself to have a lot of free time that I almost felt guilty at points because I didn't know what to do with that free time. I felt that I had to be doing something at all times. I had to be working. I had to be doing something. But here, they take pride and value in just sitting down and having a two-hour conversation after dinner with your family or going out and talking with your friends and family or just getting with your family every week for an event or just a little kickback. It's truly amazing to see how close-knit they are here. And I truly hope that I can bring a piece of that back to America, at least in Hawaii, where Hawaii is already amazing at that. But just bringing that to my friends and family back home who are scattered all around America and showing them that life is short it's okay to take a break and you know just relax and I found that really amazing because I felt that all my life I'm always going and it caused a lot of anxiety throughout my life a lot of guilt as well but here I'm able to just be one with myself and be one with others and not take everything so seriously take everything with less than a grain of salt and throw it over your shoulder for good luck kind of mindset. It's true that there is a different pace of life here and it gives you an opportunity to sit down and, and see what else you want to do with that additional free time that you have. And I'm sure that it also is counter to what a lot of us are raised with in the cities in, in the U.S. And so, like you said, there is a level of appreciation for the free time that we have here to just get to know the people around us. I've met a lot of people in my time here in Seville, young students as well as full-time professionals, and very rarely do the people that I meet even ask me what I do professionally. Most of the time, they're much more concerned about who I am, not what I do. And so I, that was one thing that I took with me when I came back to Seville from the States that, you know, there is a, an important aspect to the person aside from what they do for a living and like their importance to me based on what they do. And so similar to what you were saying, it's that kind of feeling that there is a greater appreciation for the who you are and we're going to take time to get to know you. Right. Exactly. I've found that or I've heard this saying here in Spain that I'm your friend now and I'll get to know you later. So I think that's truly amazing because that's how I roll. I am friends with everyone and I continue to be friends with everyone. But, you know, just giving everyone a chance, not closing them off because of one, one small fact that doesn't define them. You really already kind of expressed a lot of memorable experiences and a lot of what we would now consider memorable experiences maybe started off appearing like major challenges that were going to be difficult to get through. Can you think of any particularly challenging moments that you had while studying abroad? And could you talk a little bit about how you overcame it? Yes. So a 
great lesson that I learned was actually right after my spring semester because my friend came from Hawaii to go on a two-week vacation with me around Europe. And this was going to be my first time outside of a program, you know, pretty much by myself with my friend in Europe. And she was telling me about a lesson that her dad taught her. It's called the five P's. And the P's mean prior planning, prevent poor performance. And she told me her stories about what the five, where the five P's helped her. And, you know, some were funny, some were a little, oh my goodness, reaction, but all good tales. It all started by being in Milan with her, and we were trying to go to Sardinia. And the night before we were out, we were just having drinks, talking, and I forgot to check into my flight. And here we are both at the security or the start of the security. And they need, you know, your boarding pass. So I'm going through my phone. I don't really have connection or any data. So I'm trying to go through my emails that I checked into this flight. Because, you know, it's a simple button. You would think that you did. I've checked into all the flights beforehand. Really thought that I did check into this flight. Until, you know, you don't have the boarding pass to show the security man. So here we are showing up 30 minutes before the gate is closing. This whole panic of not knowing where my boarding pass is took about 15 minutes out of that 30 to a point where my gate has closed and I have to now buy a whole new ticket while my friend is on the other side of security and I'm in the fight or flight moment. I'm not overreacting. I'm just trying to get through it because I see that I made a poor decision I have to fix it now so here I am I'm in Italy so gladly they know English but they do not know the Spanish so that could have helped me out and I am all the way at this one airport and I have to buy a ticket for an airport that is an hour away in the other direction and so I buy the new ticket I set up these two trains to take me to that airport And they were one right after the other. And at this moment, I was like, perfect, great. Until my first train decides to stop in a rose field or just a flower field that it makes me miss my second train. My flight is in about an hour and a half. And this next airport is about 30 minutes away. So I make the strong decision of ordering an Uber for let's say a three digit price tag. (laughs) And I tell this Uber all about my situation. I tell him I have a flight at this time that I missed this other flight and he has to pedal to the metal. And he understood the assignment and he was driving like an Italian man. And here I am not trying to cry in the back seat. You know, I'm just all the emotions I'm shaking at every single second that goes by and I finally make it to the airport. Now this airport is Milan Malpensa and this is a huge airport, extreme. If you know Milan, it's the biggest airport. And I have a suitcase that has one wheel out of four left on it and a backpack that's really full. 
and throughout 10 o'clock at night and I'm running through, I'm pushing through people, I'm sweating, I'm out of breath and I finally make it to the gate just as they are starting to board the plane. And, you know, I talk with the person. Unfortunately, I was supposed to check in my suitcase at the other airport, but I just paid for the extra. And then I finally came to sitting down and being securely checked into this flight where everything was just let out. I was laughing. I was crying. I was doing some kind of dance with my feet. I don't know. It was <laughs> pretty a crazy ride that I learned that the five Ps, the prior planning prevents poor performance. And even though this is a big story where I was going all throughout the north of Italy, I still can apply the five Ps to small everyday tasks, you know, like doing your homework earlier, things like that. But I believe this story is just the one that keeps the five Ps in my head daily. <laughs> and I guess throughout the experience, I was like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. But now I look back at it, not at the price tags that went along with it, but just the experience. And I say that I'm very happy. No, okay, maybe not very. I'm glad that I went through that experience and I was able to get through it because I've learned so much and I saw how how I perform under pressure and how I can get things done if I just put my mind to it. So negatives come positive all all the time. Sam, my heart was racing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna make it. But of course, I mean that is everyone's nightmare. I mean, it's my nightmare for sure. When it comes to traveling, like I'm always worried about oversleeping or my luggage not arriving or like what happened to you that I didn't check in. I totally blanked on checking in. I mean, I'm sure that for anybody that has done some extensive travel, such as yourself or others that have lived abroad, there are many similar kinds of minor errors that end up being much bigger issues that we have to find a way to try and resolve. So I'm very glad that you made it back to Seville in one piece. That's a good mantra. Just like, okay, make it back in one piece, make it back in one piece. Okay. The five P's. All right. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> so after all of these experiences that you've had, do you have any particular advice that you could, or that you would share with uh, prospective students that are, are considering studying abroad, uh, either with the International College of Sevilla or somewhere else in the world? Yes, I mean, to make it very simple, I look at life kind of like a book. So you can't necessarily skip chapters. That's not how life works. You have to you know, read every line and meet every chapter because you won't enjoy all of it. You don't enjoy all of the book. I mean, sometimes chapters will make you cry for weeks or you'll read something that you never want to read again or you'll have moments where you never want the page to end. So you just have to keep on going and stories keep evolving and keep the world revolving. You have to live your story and not miss out on it. Because everything that you go through has, it's either a lesson or an opportunity. And that doesn't even have to involve traveling. That's just going through your everyday life. You have little hiccups that happen. But I think it's very important to 
talk to yourself the way that you would a loved one, you know. You wouldn't tell a loved one, oh, you messed up. That's really bad of you. You're a little silly for that. No, you would try and support them. You would try and make them feel better. And I tell people all the time that you are the most permanent person in your life. Everything is temporary. The feelings, the people, the situation. So you're going to be there throughout all of it. And you want to help yourself get through all of it. So you have to be the friend that you always needed or the person you always wanted. And it's never too late to be the person that you always dreamed of being. And that's the advice I would give is just knowing that in all, it's going to be okay. No matter how you get there, the end goal is at least going to be okay. It could be greater or it could just stay at okay. But as long as it's at okay, your life is is on the right track. <laughs> I just have one more question for you before we wrap things up. And I guess, generally speaking, I'm just kind of curious. So what's next for you? I, I know we're, we're reaching kind of the, the end of this semester. I, I believe you're, you're heading back home in December. How are you going to share these experiences and cultural insights with your friends and family back home? What's, what's next for Sam Carroll? Right. Have you talked to my mom? Because she's asking me the same question. <laughs> Actually... Being away for so long, you truly see who are the real people in your life. And the people that I've made at home and my friends or my family that's at home, I see the effort that they're putting in. My dad has downloaded Duolingo at the age of 57 and is on unit two of learning Spanish. So they all want to learn about what I've learned and hear about the things that I've seen and experienced. And I believe it's just going to live on through my stories because I'm always going to have a home in Hawaii, but I'm also always going to have a home in Spain. And my true plan is to go back home, be a part of my everyday lifestyle of teaching people about ocean immersion, activism and all that. But I have been looking at international colleges for being an ecotherapist, and that's environmental psychology. And so I believe it's just staying at home until I have the money to do so and the right connections to branch out again. I do want to come back to the international lifestyle because of all the great people that I've met and all the great lessons that I've learned and just the lifestyle that they have here. It really attracts me and I don't think I can ever let it go, at least not that easily. That's great to hear, Sam. And, and of course, you know, we, we wish you all, all the best uh, in your future pursuits. And I, we know that you're gonna be amazing at whatever you decide to do. And, you know, I, I really appreciate everything that you've shared today about your experiences and I really appreciate you joining us today to share those insights that you've gained and, and to provide some advice and some clarity for some of those students that are still on the fence about whether or not they want to study abroad. I think uh, you've been a great resource for all of them. Well, thank you, Evan. And this platform is a great way to spread that and share that. So I want to thank you as well for having this idea. And it's going to be truly very helpful for not only the college, but yes, that will be coming to the College of Sevilla. So thank you as well. Well, everybody, that's it from all of us at the places you can go. 
Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.